0: I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome back to the PA the FI way podcast. I'm your host Kat and this is the podcast for all the current and future PAs out there that are interested in pursuing financial independence. Today we have two very special guests. We have Ginger and we have Evan, and I'm so excited for these ladies to share what they have created to try to help PAs that are in PA school as well as new PAs right out of PA school. So ladies, welcome to the show and please introduce yourselves.
1: Thank you so much for having us. Um, I'm Evan and Ginger is with me. Um, So I'm originally from Los Angeles and then I moved to uh, Georgia for high school and college. I ended up going to the University of Georgia and studying nutritional sciences. And the original plan was to be a dietitian until I had a friend tell me what a PA was. And once I did some research, I was hooked. So after graduation, I started at Baylor College of Medicine's PA school about six weeks after I graduated and that's how I met Ginger. Nice.
2: Hey, I'm Ginger. I grew up um, in Collierville, Tennessee. From there, I did an undergraduate degree in neuroscience and stayed the next year to get my MBA in healthcare administration and right after that, I think I had three weeks from MBA graduation to starting PA school. And that's where I met Evan in Houston, Texas at Baylor.
0: Very cool. So you ladies met in PA school. And how did you guys decide that it would be good that you guys were able to hang out and perhaps study and then also kind of develop a business relationship as well?
1: We bonded over our love of food, travel, and money.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Those are three awesome
2: things.
1: Exactly. And especially money. And so once we graduated PA school, we just got back to all the questions that friends had asked us about managing their finances in PA school. And we met over a cup of coffee and we were like, I feel like a budget spreadsheet would be so helpful to students. And it's something that we wish we had when we were in school.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to you ladies sharing more about that a little bit later in the episode. But first, do you mind sharing how far out of PA school you are and what specialties you practice in and what you enjoy most about your specialties?
2: Yeah. So we both graduated in December of 2020 in the thick of a pandemic. Yeah. The job market was hot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, man. Um, I started working at a just shopping mall COVID testing site sure. just to pay bills while I waited for my dream job. Um, So I found that dream job at Texas Children's Hospital in Houston, and I work in physical medicine and rehab. Um, So in pediatric rehab, we see a lot of traumatic brain injury and spinal cord injuries. Um, We see kids who are ejected from vehicles or victims of shootings or freak accidents. And it is so rewarding to watch them make a comeback. So I'll see a kid in the ICU who's intubated. And then I can see them walking and taking their first steps again while their parents take a video. And then I see them run out of the hospital, excited to go home. And it's the best.
0: Wow, that's amazing. It sounds like it would be very hard, especially when you see them right after all those injuries. But like you said, that when you see them make a recovery, that sounds very rewarding. And Evan, do you mind sharing?
1: Yeah, so I work in hospital medicine in a tiny town called Lake Jackson. Um, our hospital is very small, a lot of community medicine, um, but I'm the nighttime hospitalist. So I'm the sole provider for about 60 patients, and I do all the admissions, the cross covers, rapids. I go to codes with the ED physician. and. I, when I had my hospital medicine rotation, I just fell in love, which was a total surprise to me because going into PA school, I said I was going to do primary care sure. and absolutely nothing else. So it was a surprise that I fell in love. I just love the amount of time that I'm able to spend with patients, especially at night. Usually I'm not in a rush. So if I need to sit down with someone and explain a new diagnosis, I have 45 minutes to an hour to do that. Wow, that's um, amazing. I'm always yeah, I'm always able to take my time. Um and then I also just love the community that I work in. I'm a city girl and my patients are country and they teach me so much. Um like I had a patient, he was like, "Yeah, I was at the deer lease and that's when I got heat stroke." And I was like, "You were where?" He was <laughs> like, "I was at the deer lease." And I was like, "I you need to explain to me what this is. And he was like, you go to this place and you rent a deer for you to hunt. What? And these are the things I learn at work.
0: Interesting.
1: So it's been a
0: joy. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So we live in the upper Midwest and I live near a city, but kind of in the country too. And so, you know, you can actually hunt deer on our property and things like that. But I have never heard of a thing called a deer lease before. So thanks for educating us. <laughs> And then I also thought that was interesting, Evan, how you said that even though you're in charge of about 60 patients at night, that you still have a fair amount of time. So, you know, hospital medicine wasn't really my thing. I could definitely see myself being in some surgeries, but I didn't necessarily care for all of hospital medicine. I've definitely been more outpatient clinic work for sure. But, you know, you hear, wow, 60 people that you're in charge of. But then, like you said, because it's at night, it's probably a little bit slower of a pace. So you get that extra time with them. So that's pretty cool. Exactly. All right. And then which part of pursuing financial independence drew each of you to the financial independence community?
1: So I had a breakdown.
0: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Towards
1: the end of PA school. Oh, no. (laughs) So it was kind of the end of didactic going into clinicals. I made the horrible mistake of logging into my student loan servicer and seeing how much money I owed. And I lost it. Oh, man. (laughs) So I Ginger can tell you I would come up to her in panic during class and be like, what are we going to do? I've made a horrible mistake. Um, So that um, information sparked me to do my own research. And so I stumbled across Mr. Money Mustache's blog and I binge read it from beginning to end over a course of about two months. Wow! And not only did I realize that I hadn't made a mistake and that I would be able to pay off my loans, I also realized that financial independence was going to allow me to do everything that I wanted in my life. Coming out of undergrad, I was supposed to go to Peace Corps and live in West Africa and do service for about two years. But then I ended up getting into PA school and I kind of had this regret of when I was going to take this time off to travel. Sure. But now I know that with financial independence, I can take a sabbatical from work and take time off to travel. So that's the plan in a couple of
0: years. Nice. That's awesome.
2: I think that's something Evan and I have in common. We both love to travel. I don't care so much of the financial independence as far as having a lot of money in the bank to buy myself designer stuff. It's more that I value the freedom to do what I want with my time. I think time is the only thing you can't buy more of in life.
0: For sure. Uh, So
2: I just want to be able to spend three weeks in Italy without checking my emails or wondering if I'll have enough PTO to also see my family at Christmas. Uh, That's about it for me. I just just want to see the world.
0: Have a good time. Not stress so much. Nice, nice. Very nice. And
1: going off what Ginger said about time being the most priceless thing, I think I saw that a lot with COVID, Um, especially during the peaks. We were losing a lot of patients, And I think I saw that really besides the people that are closest to you and having as much time with them as possible, nothing else really compares to that feeling in those moments.
0: For sure. I always talk about on the podcast how – It's very challenging because you're wanting to save and invest so much money for the future so you don't have to feel like you have to work forever, but at the same time, you want to be able to live for today, travel today, buy some toys today if you're into toys like my dear husband is, and enjoy the present now because you aren't guaranteed the future. So I love when people share their love of travel as well. So let's go on that a little bit. Where are some of the favorite places that you ladies have been and what's also on your travel bucket list?
2: Well, just in the past year, I was able to visit my boyfriend who was working in London. At the okay. Time. So I spent a couple of weeks there um, while I had a break during PA school. And then we made a weekend trip to Scotland. We did a little vacation to the Bahamas. I went to a wedding in Belize. Wow. I love tropical places, but I also love being able to put on cute little winter outfits that I otherwise wouldn't get to wear in Texas. <laughs>
1: Sure. And this summer for me, I went to Dominican Republic. I went to Mexico. I took quick trips to Florida and to Nashville. And bucket list for next year is Costa Rica and Jamaica. And then Ginger and I are planning a trip to South Korea next spring as well. So those are the things coming up for us. We're super excited. Very
0: cool. My husband and I have Costa Rica planned for December of this year. So finger crossed. Everything goes smoothly with COVID and travel and everything. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, we've been planning that trip for a while too. Awesome. What do you ladies have planned for South Korea? Just visiting or what made you want to go there?
2: So my best friend since middle school is in the Air Force. Uh, she's an engineer for the Air Force. So she gets stationed all over the world. And I try to visit her wherever she is. So last I saw her in Seattle a couple years ago, but now she's in Seoul. So she and Evan are going to become best friends, <laughs> and we're going to follow her everywhere she Awesome, goes. awesome.
0: You're going to be the best friend mediator, right? <laughs> cool. That sounds really fun for sure. So if you ladies don't mind sharing how much debt you graduated with from PA school, and then also with that debt, what are your plans to tackle your student loan debt and be able to pay it back?
1: So I graduated with $205,000 in student oh, loan man. Job, which is a combination of undergrad loans and graduate school loans. And I explored pretty much every avenue for repayment. So I looked at the NHSC scholarships. I looked at uh, joining the Navy, the Army, or the Air Force for repayment assistance, looked at the VA, looked at public student loan forgiveness, sure. all the things. Nice. Um, so I, I work for a private hospital, so a lot of those are not available to me. So then I started looking at income-based repayment. But based on my personal situation, refinancing is the best for me. Refinancing is going to get me a interest rate around 2.5%, which is going to save me $40,000 wow. over a 10-year That's period. That's amazing. And then my plan after refinancing is to just pay them off as aggressively as possible will be sending every dollar that I make to my student loans, um, but I'm doing that so that I will be able to take a sabbatical in a couple of years and take some time off to travel. So that's my sure, goal. Sure.
0: Awesome. And before you go, Ginger, Evan, do you have a plan for your sabbatical or is that still kind of up in the air a little bit?
1: So I want to take two years off. I'm thinking a year in South America because I went to Peru in college and I absolutely love South America. Cool. And then I'm thinking a year in Asia.
0: Awesome. That sounds wonderful.
2: Ooh, see, I want to take a year off and go to Switzerland, but the cost <laughs> of living is just, I don't know if I could pull that sure. one. Sure. So I uh, did not have any debt from undergrad or my MBA program, which was a blessing. Thank you, Alabama. Wow,
0: that is five. amazing.
2: Um, so I came to PA school with about $20,000 saved um, from before. And immediately, our PA school told us they were going to raise tuition. So that immediately put a dent in my plan. But I took out a grand total of $100,000 in student loans for the course of 30 months. I paid my own rent. I paid my own bills. Um, I didn't really have much outside help. And since I started working in January, I've been able to get my total student loan payments down to now I owe $70,000. Nice. Um, So, I currently have $40,000 refinanced um, at like a 2.7% interest rate. And then I have a remaining about $30,000 left in my federal loans. So, I've been saving and investing so that once that interest rate kicks back on on uh, February 1st, I can make one fat down payment. It's going to be the best day of my life. And I hope at that point to only have about $10,000 left wow. in federal loans. And that'll be at 4%. So I can pay that one off at a much slower pace because I also want to be investing. Um, investing, especially this past two years, has gotten a pretty good return. Sure. Um, so I would hope that continues. Um, I know long-term that it will. And so while I'm paying off those 2.7% and the 4% interest, I can do other things like budget for a year off in Switzerland, maybe.
0: Nice. Very nice. That sounds awesome. Sounds like you ladies created an awesome plan, so that's great that you did that and are able to tackle your student loans quickly here.
1: I will also be making a lump sum in January. Nice. Awesome. It's sitting there. It's waiting. Very cool. (laughs) Oh, Lord.
0: (laughs) Yes, I'm sure it can be tempting to just want to go ahead and pay it off now if you're able to. But, you know, if you have this free money, so to speak, right now where you're not having to pay interest, you might as well just let it sit. But, yeah, you guys are certainly in an interesting situation with graduating during the pandemic and then having this, you know, student loan delay of having to pay back your loans. So it's very interesting what you guys are in and having to make these decisions. So. Before we move on, do you mind sharing, was it hard to find a job for you guys, you know, graduating in the midst of a pandemic, how long it took? And do you guys have any advice for people trying to look for a job with the COVID pandemic still going on?
2: I thought it was definitely trickier in a pandemic, having to do Zoom interviews. I didn't feel like my whole personality could really get across. Fortunately, I was able to network and I wanted to stay in the city where I went to PA school. I love Houston, so I was able to network in this huge city, meet a lot of people. I found that the best way to land an interview was talking to people in real life. Um, I would reach out to people on a specialty I liked, and I would never ask, you know, do you have any jobs available or when are you hiring? I would say, I'm so interested in your specialty. Is there a time we can get coffee? Um, actually, in the job that I have now, we met for chips and queso at a happy hour. <laughs> nice. <taco place. laughs> nice. Nice. And um, I just asked her about her specialty, what kind of things she sees, what her day-to-day looks like. And then at the end, she was like, oh, we're actually potentially hiring around the time you're graduating. So let's keep in touch. That's great. I
1: am a huge advocate of being active on LinkedIn because I found my current job by cold messaging my boss on LinkedIn. So I had never met him before in my life. We had no mutual connections. I just knew that he was a hospitalist um, at a hospital that was drivable from Houston. So I messaged him on LinkedIn. I said, Hey, my name is Evan. I'm a PA. I'll be graduating in December. I'm just wondering if your team has any openings and if not, I would love any advice you would have for me. Thank you for your time super quick. And he messaged me back and said, we're hiring. When can you start? And so we had an interview. That's how I got my job. I think the most important thing for people graduating during the pandemic and looking for a job is networking, talking to everyone you know, asking them what they what advice they have for you if they have job openings. Like Ginger said, it's not always about whether they have an opening right now because they might have one in the future. And I think from talking to so many PAs and doctors, even that didn't have job openings, they had so much valuable advice for me that was helpful as well. And then I think job boards, LinkedIn ask your professors. I feel like people forget to ask professors. They know everybody. um, And they had a lot of job openings for people in our class as well.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing that advice. I think there's a lot of gems in there for our listeners. So thank you. And then although your student loan debt may sound like a lot for a lot of people, if you actually weren't budgeting while you were in PA school, it likely would have been quite a bit more. What are some common financial mistakes that you see PA students make?
1: Living like they're not in PA school.
0: (laughs) Sure. (laughs)
1: Um, Or living like they're still getting a paycheck every two weeks. Because I think the main things that are unique about PA school is, one, you're getting all of this money for about six months all at once. So you need to make a lump sum last, whereas most people can hide kind of their unhealthy money habits by knowing that they're going to get paid another two weeks. So whatever happened over the past two weeks is about to be erased, and that's not the case in PA school. And then also just having the knowledge that all the money that you currently have is at an interest rate that might be unmanageable in the future. So just having that in the back of your mind. And I think these two things can be solved with a budget. And then also knowing what kind of expenses come up in PA school. And also knowing that life does not stop just because you're in PA school. You will still get flat tires. You will still have things break. um, Your dog will still get sick. Um, I wish life would stop in PA school, but (laughs) it really should. should. (laughs) That would be the kindest thing for the universe to do. (laughs) We should
2: work on that. I think the biggest mistake I see is that borrowing any more than you need is a big mistake. A lot of people like to give themselves just, you know, a $5,000 buffer in case of emergencies. They like to build up a little emergency fund using loan money, which is fine to a degree. But I think people need to be in the mindset of every dollar you spend at Starbucks, you will owe a $1.50 on later. Sure. Um, every dollar you spend that's not yours, you're already paying a 4% origination fee from those federal loans right off the bat. You'll never get that back. You'll owe it back and then some. Um, so, thinking about every dollar you spend as very precious and not taking out more than you need to is critical because even if you can pay it back immediately, you lose 4% or whatever that origination sure. is. Um, so, if you want to borrow $100,000, you're paying back $104,000.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Do you ladies have? some guidelines or some tips to share for PA students that don't know how much to borrow? You know, like you said, life comes up and you don't know exactly what types of expenses are going to pop up or even for your rotation year, how far away your rotations are going to be. And you're going to have to find some places to live that you actually have to pay for instead of being able to stay with friends or family. Do you guys have some guidelines as to be able to try to guess your best guess as how much to borrow?
2: I think one of the best things you can do off the bat is talk to people in the class above you. Try to network with them before you start and ask what unexpected expenses they had. Um, Your program may not tell you right away that you have these secret expenses, um, like housing for a certain rotation. Maybe one of your rotations is an hour away and suddenly you're spending a lot of money on gas that you weren't expecting. They can offer a lot of insight. And then I think also, Looking at your credit card statement, putting all your bills on auto pay, looking at how much you spend just in that month leading up to p a school or before you have to take out loans, multiply that times twelve, and that's what you need for a year. um Know that if you're planning on flying home for Christmas, those flights might be a little bit more expensive. Having a big picture plan and a like this is what I spend every month plan put together should give you a pretty good idea of what you need.
0: Awesome, thank you. Yeah, I
2: say look over
1: your last three months of expenses, use that to build out your budget. And then, like Ginger said, ask the classmates in the class above you what sort of PA-related expenses they had during didactic and for clinicals and for that sneaky time after graduation before you start working, because that was a total surprise to me, was that we would not have jobs the day we graduated. Um, And so it's about three to six months of living expenses that you need to account for before you start working. And I think as far as making budget cuts, I love talking about the big three, which is housing, transportation, and food. So if you can have a roommate, if you can house hack, if you can live at home, if you can find a way to walk, bike, or take public transportation to school, and um, if you can cook most of your meals at home and maybe go out to eat with friends once a week, do happy hour once a week. I think... Those are going to make the biggest impact in your budget so that little things won't throw off your budget so much.
0: I think that's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think that talking to the class above you is a really good piece of advice because that's something that I certainly did not even think of back when I was applying to PA school and got accepted and waiting to get in. And back then, too, I was completely naive, was not financially literate whatsoever And so it was so easy to just borrow the max and think that you are going to be pretty well off once you start working as a PA and getting your PA check. So it was very tempting to just borrow from your future self who you think will be wealthy, but it's not always the case. So it's great that you ladies have this insight and knowledge when you are in PA school. So I think that you ladies are going to be steps ahead of so many new grad PAs and be able to reach financial independence very soon. So That's great that you guys have been sharing your wisdom. And it's also very cool that you started your business. So do you mind sharing why you ladies started your business and tell us more about PA Money Sense as well as your budget spreadsheet for PA students that you've created?
1: It all started with the budget spreadsheet. (laughs) We were, I don't even think we were thinking of it as a business. We were just at coffee one day talking about, money and investing and getting rich. And we talked about how so many people struggled with managing their finances in PA school and how we could make it easy. So we created this budget spreadsheet on Google Sheets. And it kind of takes every single PA expense that you might have through every phase of your PA journey. So it goes from pre-PA PA student to the six months after you are a new grad PA and it's talking about budgeting for pants and budgeting for AAPA membership and um, buying business casual clothes for clinicals and it's really helping you figure out how much money you need to take out in loans and then how to make that money last until your next disbursement.
0: Nice.
2: After we made the budget spreadsheet, we put it on Etsy, we were handing out discount codes like candy. We were having a good time, but we wanted to reach more people and kind of help people use that budget spreadsheet most effectively. So we started our Instagram account um, where we post all the time. Evan is the queen there, <laughs> not going to lie. She posts great advice all the time. We always have something on our story from other accounts. That's kind of the place where we like to share knowledge, quick tips, and some motivation for paying down debt. Getting rich, investing, those sort of things.
1: And going forward, we're going to be releasing a spreadsheet for new grads that will help them develop a student loan payoff plan. So that will be coming out before interest rates start again. And then we're also going to be beginning one on one consulting for anyone that needs help with their budget going into PA school or any new grads that need help um, creating their payoff plan. And then we also want to create an accountability group just because. I think the hardest part of loan payoff is staying motivated and staying encouraged. So just having a group where everyone can come and share their wins and their frustrations over their journey and support each other as PAs.
0: Very nice. If you guys don't already follow Evan and Ginger on Instagram, you really need to. They have amazing posts as they touched on. So do you ladies mind sharing how the listeners can... You on Instagram as well as other social media platforms, or get in touch with you?
2: Yeah, our Instagram handle is at PA Money Sense. So it's P A M O N E Y S E N S E.
1: And uh, the link to our Etsy is on our Instagram. And then if you need to email us, you can email us at PA.money.sense at gmail.com with any questions that you have, and we're happy to help.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I will definitely include all of those in the show notes for today's episode, as well as a discount code for the listeners, too. You can check that out in the show notes if you are interested. So thank you, ladies, for providing that. That was very generous of you.
2: Of course. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah,
0: it was really fun. I appreciate you ladies taking the time to share all of your knowledge about having some money sense when you were a PA student, as well as for new grad PAs. So thanks again, and I really appreciate it.